Hey, this is Eva. I co-host the podcast you're about to listen to with my best pal, Katie. Quick warning that this show is incredibly explicit, about as explicit as we can get. We are two queer, dirty birds talking about steamy paranormal, sci-fi, and fantasy romance and erotica. Spoilers abound for everything we read, excerpts may be shortened, and whole sections skipped because, to be honest, we're not in it for the plot. Anyway, enjoy, and on to the show. Ryland shoots me a sharp look. We do that by boosting Mina's power with our blood and then making her come so hard it overrides the blocks in her mind. <laughs> Wolf drags his mouth along the underside of my breast, dibs on her ass. <laughs> All three of the men wear lounge pants. <laughs> was tired <laughs> this was uh, a marathon for you huh for some reason this book was like a bit of a photo finish for me yeah like usually i read them and i have a couple of days to process i'm going into this and i'm going to be processing verbally at our audience <laughs> to so be fair it is play almost play. 500 pages and um oh yeah l- looking at it because you have like the physical copy yeah it's uh, a lot longer than the usual ones that i did read. not realize so I actually found a TikTok by the user uh, Louis Linnea about this book that was talking about what percentage of this book was just spicy scenes. And turns out fully 29% of the book is just active fucking. Yeah, that feels right. <laughs> I felt emotionally raw <laughs> in the I way... I felt pretty raw-dogged, honestly. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's like where where to begin? And you begin... At the beginning, uh, what did we read, Kiva? This week we read Court of the Vampire Queen, which is a queer vampire polycule romance. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it is polycule. And I think that there is a difference between that and reverse harem. Mm. to me i don't know if this is true if there are like if there are like genre police out there but to me it implies that there isn't like one central node of where romantic attention is focused at interesting like reverse harem makes me think that it's like there's one person that all of these other beings are like i'm into this one person whereas i think in this book the romance and the romantic relationship and the sexual relationship is spread out. Yeah, and... it's between everybody where, yeah, that makes sense. So a reverse harem would imply that there is one central woman and there's a bunch of men who are in a romantic and physical relationship with her. Mm-hmm. What makes this one really special and why I was really excited to read it was that it is fully a polyamorous romance between three men and one woman, and they are all sucking and fucking each other. And boy, do they. <laughs> Almost and, constantly. And boy, do they. I, like, I feel like... Emphasis on the sucking, actually. I have a high... For, for my size, I think I'm, like, 80% horniness, uh-huh. like, generally. That tracks, knowing you. And even I, after reading this, and I think it's maybe because I didn't spread it out (laughs) and I just marathoned it. It was a lot. I would say this was a very 
lovely, spicy fantasy escape, especially if you're into vampire shit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, we're here for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we are here to discuss. Katie Robert, uh, I think it's Katie, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Katie Robert uh, is like a... Like an extremely prolific author. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not sure what their pronouns are, but uh, mm. they uh, have written a ton. And this book actually touches on like another series of theirs. I got some main character energy from some of the secondary characters. I know. So I was like, mm. I was like, all right, I, I see what you're doing here. I want to know a little crossover episode. Katie. I want to know what's going mm-hmm. on. So a lot of the books that we've been reading are strictly just sort of like an MF romance. It's been very straight. Katie and I are both queer women. I would use the identifier as bisexual. And mm-hmm. so I know we've both been just like very, very... I'm parched. Parched, <laughs> thirsty for just a crumb of queerness. Where it's like, uh, this is... I'll, ta- I'll take anything. Uh-huh. And there are spades of lovely queer stuff going mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. To read the summary of this book, because I'll be honest, we kind of picked this. We saw reverse harem and then we saw like swords will cross in like a review or something and i was like why not not? uh another thing i am somewhat squeamish i knew this uh while reading this book and there were so many scenes where i was like oh "Mm, i'm glad i'm laying down right now before we get into the summary um Content warnings abound. Uh, oh, yeah. This one's a doozy. So this book contains, and we will be discussing, um, dubious consent, blood play, breeding, abusive parent, father, blood play, patricide, pregnancy, blood play, gore, murder, explicit sex, vomiting because of pregnancy, discussions about abortion, blood play, mm-hmm. attempted sexual assault, attempted drugging, and... Blood play. I, I have another question. Is imbibing and eating blood cannibalism? Hmm. Or does someone have to be dead for it to be cannibalism? Somehow I feel like the bounds of cannibalism are around the actual consuming It's of the flesh. flesh. Okay. And consuming blood is Somehow, something else? Yeah. I don't know why, but that feels right. Well, I think it's because like typically vampire stuff is all a metaphor for like penetrative shit anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so i think it's the flavor is different it's already coded as sexy sex Mm -hmm. we read court of the vampire queen by katie robert this book was originally i believe three short stories or sections that were published separately and then combined and probably workshopped in some way to become this book more like Court of the Vampire Queers, am I right? Katie? Yes. Yes, you're so right. You're so smart. You're so wise. That's all I want to hear ever. All Mina ever wanted was to escape her father's control. Half human, half vampire, she lived eternally torn between two worlds, never fully experiencing the pleasures of either, until her father chose her as the pawn in his latest political move, gifting her to the darkly powerful and dangerously seductive Malachi Zion. I don't think I realized. 
I was laughing at just fully his name. Malachi Zion. <laughs> like, what a vampire-ass name. Like, you're not fooling anybody. I love it. Malachi is not a vampire to be trifled with. He rules with an iron fist and has a reputation for the darkest of sins. But the longer Mina spends with him, the more she realizes he's not the monster she first thought. And as fear bleeds into lust, then trust, then something more. Malachi opens Mina up to a world she never knew could be hers for the taking, including the love of Malachi's two closest friends and companions. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Get it, girl. Just friend zoning them. Yeah, I would say that they're uh, more than friends, <clears throat> but go off, I guess. Now surrounded by all three men, the center of their shockingly seductive world, Mina may finally have the power to face down her father and take back the life and crown that by all rights should be hers. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. This book does not fuck around. There is screaming and coming on page two. I've got a question for you before we get into this. This is the first like vampire thing we've read. Mm -hmm. What is your like feel on vampire stuff? What's your experience? Yeah. So I think that you have probably had this experience too, considering we both grew up in the Pacific Northwest and we were both born in the early 90s. I'm glad you're going down the road I was steering you yeah, down. Yeah, so thank, thank you for teeing that up for me. <laughs> so the Twilight Saga was all of rage when we were teenagers. And the Twilight Saga takes place in Forks, Washington, which is out on the Olympic Peninsula. And if you're familiar with Washington State at all, it's kind of in the woods out near the ocean. It's a logging town historically town and it's funny if you actually drive through there which i do fairly often on my way to backpacking trips and stuff they've fully leaned into it there are like gift stores that are twilight themed there are big signs that say there's like like, all these like werewolf territory old sun bleached posters of the movies everywhere it's fucking wild so i feel like it's almost a universal experience that especially if you were a teen girl in washington state you uh read these series and you and all of your friends were obsessed with them oh yeah i read them all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was on i think probably tumblr at the time was like the thing (laughs) i was on i was tumbling i was on live journal and i feel like that was probably most of our first foray into monster romance Oh my god, you're so right. Oh man, the seeds were planted early, huh? But again, barely monsters. Barely so monsters. There was also a certain level of like pregnancy horror. Oh god, yes. <laughs> that uh, we will touch on in this book. But before we get to the terrifying stuff, can you talk to me about who who are our players here? We oh, met Mina was... <laughs> and Malachi Zion. <laughs> I was so hoping that I would be able to field this question because I was completely delighted by uh, the selection of vampire dudes that we have before us. So the main character, the half vampire, or so we think she's a half vampire. Which is called a what? A dampier. Which, I hate that word. I hate that word. Say it with me. Dampier. It just sounds like, I don't know, man. How do you get, how do you hit that D-H? It just doesn't sound good. It reads cool. It reads cool. Visually a cool word. When you say it aloud. Audibly no. No. Hard pass. Audibly pass. But we don't know much about Mina other than she has a very powerful vampire dad. She has long dark hair, I think. She's pale. I think she's like malnourished in some way. I think she's like pretty waifish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she barely eats in the book for multiple reasons. 
She does talk a lot about how she looks like shit, but usually when she's just like been railed for 12 hours straight in the book, which I mean, like, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Malachi, her first vampire boyfriend, I have him down in the notes as Renfair Vampire BF. True. He has dark brown hair that falls in a sleek wave to his shoulders, dark eyes that turn black when he's like, I guess, in an elevated state yeah when he's activated yeah when he's triggered uh his eyes turn black and he dresses kind of like an 18th century poet like a lot of billowy open i'm honestly here for this guy Yeah, yeah i'm here just for someone leaning into i think i didn't realize that this was like a modern thing for a hot minute yeah that this yeah. takes place in like oh it does take place now like now and in earth and so I think he kind of baited me into like, oh, this is like a period piece. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, know, it is a little he's ambiguous flowy, to start. Like, I met a lot of ruffles. Yeah, he's kind of like the the classic vampire. It's like flavor, interview though. with a vampire vampire. Hundred percent. The second vampire boyfriend that we meet, his name is Wolf, and I have him down in my notes as the British pop punk vampire BF. Uh, yeah. He's got a blonde mohawk. He wears like band tees. Like when Green Day was actually punk. Yes. Uh, and his eyes turn red when he's like super activated. Unfortunately, this this uh, pop punk vampire would absolutely ruin my life. I know. I um, felt red for Phil. I was I was here for <laughs> Wolf, and honestly, he ends up being kind of a bratty bottom, and I love that. <laughs> I mean, well, here's the thing. Uh, Wolf took me on like a side journey mm-hmm. in my brain, which was first I was like, one, I do not a hundred percent buy that they are like they identify as male. Yeah. I think that they are somewhere on the spectrum. Oh, absolutely. I think that they are. There's like there's some gender fuckery happening there, and that's probably why I like him the most. Yeah. And they, to me, at first I was like, are they a romantic? Which, if you are a romantic, it's not that you don't love people or form deep connections or like all that stuff you just don't form romantic connections Mm -hmm. and then i was like no that's not it what's going on here i was like oh you're just a little little fucking power bottom you're just a little little gremlin you're just a little fucking gremlin and i love you Uh, and i just you were my favorite with your stupid fucking mohawk and he knows he's pretty (laughs) and he knows no i think wolf is my favorite um (laughs) and then (laughs) she's reading my notes right now um the third vampire boyfriend i wrote him down as crypto bro tech ceo vampire bf (laughs) because this motherfucker fully shows up like wearing a full suit this dr strange motherfucker yeah so i think i need to talk about the illustrations so my version of the book doesn't have these but i found a video online where somebody is going through a version of the book that has three different illustrations of this polycule on the three different like books within this book and they're super cute it's kind of like a family portrait almost where mina is in a big luxurious chair and then at her feet wolf is kind of like sitting very irreverently and behind her are malachi and rylan and rylan has like a goatee in my brain i refuse to imagine him how he was described (laughs) and i actually kind of imagined this like very long haired like clean shaven like something else that wasn't him not even a fabio type just more like ephemeral i guess or like ethereal in some ways and it's just like this guy (laughs) he looks like somebody who would try to talk to you about nfts at a networking event i still liked him yeah i did still like him yeah 
I think for me, he was maybe the one I was like least into, but he brought a necessary drama to the dynamics. Yeah, he's very serious. He's almost like the paternal figure. Something that I was thinking about is the pacing around introducing new love interests Mm -hmm. in this type of book. And I haven't read a lot of these, full disclosure. But what I was thinking about as I was reading this one is it feels like each one is like more difficult to obtain than the last. Uh. And you're like leveling up. And it reminded me of being like eight years old and playing Harvest Moon. And then there's like, you're wooing like your girlfriend. Yeah. And there's some that are really easy to woo. And then there's some that are like really hard to woo. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is just like an expert dating sim. (laughs) You would go there, Katie. (laughs) That's delightful. So Rylan, uh, he has shifting magic. Yeah, so each vampire has their own magical power. Do Mm -hmm. you want to get into that, Katie? I would love to get into that. Get into that. We'll start with, wait, do we know the last names of any of the other vampires? No, I was looking for them. They're indistinct. Great. Perfect. Not Doesn't important. matter. So Malachi is like a fiery boy. He is fire magic. He can like conjure flames, I think, and make them do stuff. Or if flames are already there, he can make them bigger or like squash them. And when he's like really turned on or out of control, sometimes things just burn. And I was like, okay dangerous mm-hmm. cool i think maybe the least useful power yeah wolf has something called blood magic or he's like a blood summoner i don't know he does blood stuff so he can control blood in bodies and i think perform different magical rituals with blood oh that's right yeah he can either like take the blood from your body make the blood rush certain places great for sex Mm -hmm. they are able to make like blood wards uh and all this other stuff it's very vague Mm -hmm. then ryland is a shapeshifter i think primarily for like animals Mm -hmm. like i think he can turn into like a bat and like a wolf but he's all also able to like selectively shift and so sometimes he'll have like his claws will come out Will this come into play, listener? Why, yes. Of course it will. Yes, it will. He could make his tongue big. (laughs) There it is. Uh, And other things big, too. And then Mina. So the thing to know, uh, which, again, spoiler alert for the whole fucking book at this point, if you you don't know by now. We're spoiling the whole thing, but that does not make it any less worth reading. Mina is actually not a dampier. A half vampire. She is something called, I think she's like part seraphim, Mm -hmm. which is, you you would think of it as like angels or like heavenly beings. She has a power that gets awakened through a sex scene that we will talk about. (laughs) We're going to get into it. Where she bonds vampires to her. And historically, seraphims have been like hunted to extinction. There's not many known, if any, left. I don't know. She's rare and special because of this. There's this bond that is created, I think, through sex between her and the vampires that she's with, Mm -hmm. which is like one of the big tensions in the book. She is able to tell where they are physically. They're all able to kind of like sense each other's emotions. Uh, There's some other magical tomfoolery that makes their bond special and magical. But it is also the thing that allows her to eventually take on their powers. Mm -hmm. 
So she becomes the coolest badass badass of, of them all. Of course. Um, we don't know that she is half Seraphim until the fuck magic is already underway, at which point the three men are bound to her, more or less, depending on who they are, out of their own free will. And yeah, there's was... a lot of stuff about consent that I'm excited to talk yes, about. Yes, same here. And uh, again, listeners, reading and enjoying and liking this book, mm-hmm. uh, it is a work of fantasy and a work of fiction, and you liking it or getting off to it does not make you a bad person. Portrayal isn't endorsement. You can like smut. You can like smut. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sexy. Great. It's fun. We're, we're here to have fun. Can I just say, it was really nice going into this, knowing that magical monogamy wasn't going to be a part of it, and then discovering that <laughs> magical polyamory was going to be a part of it. It's like you have outthought us. <laughs> uh, you're thinking too small. I've been defeated. <laughs> But also I was like, I can get behind this one a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. They are very explicit about how vampires live so long that monogamy just isn't really something that they do. If you're immortal, kind of makes sense. Get to the sex scenes. Let's, Katie. You take the first one. Yeah. Just because I I did awake (laughs) to a text where you're like, they waste no time. (laughs) They really hit the ground running with this one. I cannot emphasize enough. But this is on page two. Fucking bet. <laughs> Mina has basically approached a gigantic spooky mansion that she has been brought to against her will. Her also, husband. like, what a dream. <laughs> also, yeah, dude. Like, not sign me up, but sign me up. I don't knock. The vampire in this house knows I'm coming. There's no point in playing the courteous guest or pretending I want this. I make it three steps inside before the door slams shut behind me, sealing off the roar of the storm and leaving only eerie silence in its wake. I glance over my shoulder, but I don't expect to see anything. Vampires move faster than the human eye can see. At least if I had full vampire reflexes and strength, it might make up for my lack of magic. As it is, I'm barely better than a human barely better than prey. The knowledge sticks in my throat, preventing a shriek of surprise when I turn around and find a man looming close. No, not a man, a vampire. It's there in his pale skin, the barest hint of fang pressing against his bottom lip. It's the slightest loss of control, and it makes me wonder how long it's been since the last sacrificial lamb was sent to this house. He's gorgeous in the way that all vampires are, flawless beauty and hidden strength. This one has dark brown hair that falls in a sleek wave to his shoulders, fathomless dark eyes, and a muscular body slightly too thin for his frame. He holds himself stiller than any human could. I apologize. Out of all the things I expected him to say, that didn't number among them. What? Cornelius sent you. It's not a question, and I can't quite stifle the flinch at my father's name. Yes. You know why. Now his stillness makes sense. He's barely preventing himself from attacking me. My heartbeat kicks up, and I can see well enough in the dark to know how his nose flares as he inhales my scent. He gave me to you. Yes. It's hardly more than a sigh. We'll discuss this after. (laughs) After, this time I can't stop the shriek of surprise. One blink, he's a few feet away, and the next he hits me with the force of a runaway truck. He still manages to control our fall so I don't bash my head on the marble floor, but I don't have the chance to appreciate this consideration. Not when he surges forward and bites my neck. Fuck! Or, fuck! (laughs) Fuck! You're right, Katie. My curse turns into a breathy moan. I knew to expect this, but being lectured on the pleasure of a bloodline vampire's bite does nothing to translate to how good it feels. Oh, how did we uh, neglect to mention this? Oh, so, yeah. A big part of the premise of this book <laughs> Whoops. is that a vampire's bite is orgasmic. Like straight up, it's like an orgasm button. Yeah. <laughs> but only the bloodline vampires, yes. which are like born vampires, mm-hmm. 
turned vampires suck and it hurts and they are the worst. But if you're getting fed on by a bloodline vampire, someone who was born and bred as a vampire, then you're just going to be coming. Yeah, you're just gushing in more ways than one. (laughs) It's as if every pull of his mouth is connected directly to my clit pulsing through my body and turning my resistance liquid. I don't want to want this, but my body doesn't care. One of his hands is in my hair, using the leverage to keep my neck bared to him, as if I wasn't already straining against him. I have the distant, horrified thought that I'm going to come if he doesn't stop. Wait, I'm sorry. His tongue strokes my neck and then he moves to the other side. I can't stop. He bites me again and I whimper. Fuck, that feels good. My dress is tangled up around my hips and I wrap my legs around his waist, arching closer. I can feel my blood warming his cool body and the evidence of his bite is already hardening against me. Damn. (laughs) Again, what page are we on now? Four. We're on page four. They they really just go go in on this. A few things. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shoot, Katie. Always. In my head when I was reading this, Again, it was like I had taken like a a weed mint (laughs) and like was kind of vibing, like getting ready for Betty by time. And I read this scene and I wrote a note that I don't think makes any sense. But I realized now what I was trying to say. When uh, she was describing the feeling of like blood rushing and like uh, being pulled towards her clit, (laughs) I wrote like that tummy feeling. (laughs) And what, you know, kind of zoned out Sleepy Katie was trying to say was, I imagine there's a lot of that feeling, especially with like the blood magic stuff of, you know, when you take like a drop really fast and like your stomach falls a little bit and you're just like, Ooh, but then imagine it's like the other side of that feeling is like, I'm a cum. Like on a roller coaster and your stomach drops out real quick or like that like folly feeling or like, do you know what I'm talking about? Katie, I wish I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just going to pour us some more wine instead. All right. Clink, clink. Continue on. <laughs> Listener, write in. Do you know what the fuck Katie is talking about? Like, you know, when like your stomach falls out from under you, it's kind of how it feels like. That, but your clit. Yeah. I just imagine that like transformative sensation and then like, oh, it's sexy time. Yeah. Okay. I can kind of see what you're getting at. Okay. Ride a roller coaster once. <laughs> I did just a few weekends ago, actually. What? Washington State Fair. Oh shit, dude! It, it felt you would make good. a great astronaut if you don't have that feeling on roller coasters. I, I love that feeling. I don't she know. She can take many G's. <laughs> <laughs> I was born for zero G combat. Anyway, I just love that he's also like biting her, and her blood is going directly to his dick and like inflating actively against her. Oh yeah, he's. He's a husk right now. He's just a little shriveled man. Is your skin dry? (laughs) Is your not... Are you pruny? Yeah. It's like your nails brittle. I want to know, do vampires not create their own blood? Or was it just all gone? I think that he just hadn't fed in, what did he say, like a hundred years or something? A thousand years. And so they can live, but they'll become little shriveled. They're alive, but are they living? Yes, exactly. I mean, now they are. (laughs) With a big old boner. He rolls his hips and growls against my skin, but he doesn't move his hands from their spots. He doesn't touch me like I'm suddenly desperate for him to do. More, I moan. He gives a hard pull to my neck, and I slide my hands down the back of his ass, holding him close as I roll my hips, grinding myself on his hard cock like a wanton thing. I need to come more than I need my pride. It will still be there on the other side of this. That's such a, like, bottom feeling. (laughs) I'm glad you went there. 
stand, Katie. Oh, I cannot emphasize enough. This is page four of this book. <laughs> it's page four. I work myself against him, and I have half a thought to reach for the front of his pants, but it would mean stopping the delicious friction, and I'm not willing to do that. I should stop. I know I should stop. But the subtle pressure of his fingertips against the small of my back urged me on. Pleasure winds through me, tighter and tighter, and for one breathless moment, I think I won't get there. That I'll be poised on the brink for an eternity. My orgasm hits me harder than the vampire did earlier, and I come more intensely than I have ever come before. Crying it's like your first panting. time using like a Hitachi yeah. <laughs> wand. <laughs> Crying and panting as I hump him like I really do want this. The last wave crests, and I slump back to the cold marble floor. You took too much, I murmur, my words coming as slowly as taffy. His tongue strokes my neck, and he gives another of those growls I don't want to enjoy. You don't taste like a human. It's strange to be having this conversation on the floor while he's pressing between my thighs, but I can't seem to find the energy to shove him off. I'm not, I lick my suddenly dry lips. I'm half bloodsucker. Ah. He inhales and slowly, oh so slowly, he releases me and sits up. He kneels between my legs, and his gaze strokes over me in a way that I can almost feel, lingering on my lips, on my bloody neck, where my breasts are nearly escaping this ridiculous dress, where said ridiculous dress isn't covering my panties any longer. My panties that are soaked. It's like very much like a bodice ripper scene. <laughs> like the Literally, heaving bosom. Yes. I start to cover myself, but he catches my wrists, easily overpowering me. He does another of those long inhales, and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt he's scenting my arousal. He shifts my wrist to one hand and reaches for my panties with the other. Wait! The vampire's eyes are pure black and his fangs are on full display. The little glimpse of control from earlier, of regret, are nowhere in evidence. Gods, I'm in trouble. You know why you're here. His knuckles brush the wet fabric, lightly stroking against my pussy. Uh, Sorry, that's like personally a very hot moment yes absolutely that thing where like someone like grazes over your panties Mm -hmm. or your underwear and you're just like i am soaked right now i love it yeah i just wanted to take a little like gold star moment this gold star moment goes out to all of those sopping wet pussies out there you're welcome (laughs) it's like the more you know sound effect (laughs) (laughs) this certified soaking pussy moment He pauses, his hand shaking as he's fighting himself. Say it. I don't want to. I very much don't want to. But the words spill from my lips, almost as if he compelled them with his low voice. I'm here to satisfy your hunger. Hungers, little dampier. All of them. He strokes me again. Lift your hips. I obey, even as I argue. You said we'd talk. Yes. After. Still, he hesitates. A drop of blood drips down from his chin, and I dazedly realize he's bitten himself. Say yes. The fact that he isn't simply taking what he obviously wants confuses me. Yes. His eyes flash to my face as he grips the crotch of my panties and tugs them down my legs. He could have just ripped them off. It probably would have taken less effort. And that little show of restraint almost makes this worse. Or better. I'm honestly not sure. I bite my bottom lip as he moves down my body. And I know I should argue more. Should never have let the word yes leave my lips. But he gives my pussy another of those light strokes. And the touch short circuits my brain. Please. I whisper. I don't know what I'm begging for. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do, girl. Come on. For him to stop or not stop, it doesn't matter. He shifts slightly to the side and strikes, quick as a snake, sinking his fangs into the sensitive skin of my upper thigh. I come again instantly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I I know there's like the scene's almost over, but like I was thinking about the logistics of how often they can come in quick succession. Yeah. And 
I think there's something about they're not overstimulating the actual nerve endings. It's it's got to be going straight to the brain. Oh, you know, because it's like if you just get stimulated on your clit over and over and over and over again, eventually, kind of numb out. Yeah, it's like I'm overloaded and I'm done. Like don't touch that. Yeah, but because there isn't necessarily like those nerves actually being like physically stimulated or touched, my guess is also one horny vampire magic. Two, there's it's got to be. It's a brain gasm. I think it's a. A mind fuck. Oh, fuck. That's my guess. Excellent insight, Katie. Thank you. Thank you. Always thinking, always planning, always scheming. I keep coming. (laughs) Wave after wave until I'm sobbing and begging. But I can't begin to guess what I'm begging for. For him to stop. For him to fuck me. It doesn't matter. Before I can decide, he lifts his head. And then he's gone. A flash of motion up the curving staircase. And I'm left alone in the entrance hall. Wet. Bleeding. (laughs) and filled with enough confusion that my head feels like it's spinning wildly on my shoulders. What the fuck just happened? A thought that echoed through all of our brains <laughs> as we as finished we're on page 7, chapter 1, page 7 of this book. This is why we're here. This is what we're doing. Screaming respect, and coming on page 2. I respect the efficiency. Mm-hmm. And uh I'll have what she's having, honestly. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. How old is Mina? Um, 25 years of age. That's respectable. Yeah. For the genre, you know? Like, that's like a full adult 19. person. Still young. Mm-hmm. Still pretty damn young. But a full adult person that's not 19. We'd or, love to see it. Or over 21. Yeah. You know, what def- defines age, I think, because we are mortal people living in reality, a lot of times it's like physical characteristics, those cues that you're like, I clock you as this, and it comes with these connotations. When reading something like this, I'm having to imagine the mindfuck of seeing someone that looks the same age as you and is not. Mm-hmm. I know that this character was like raised in this society, yada, 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 yada. We all be raised in a society. We all are among people. I Fuck, I don't know. I'm almost 30 and I'm already so tired. <laughs> and I'm already <laughs> looking at like 24-year-olds. And I'm yeah. like, you are baby. Yeah. I mean, even the the gap of experience between a 24-year-old and a 30-year-old. Um, I'm almost 32. And I cannot imagine dating somebody under the age of 26, 27. Yeah. And it's not a physical attraction. It's straight no. up like your maturity. And like, yeah. can I find your own like self-confidence and ease Mm -hmm. with yourself and like your worldly knowledge and experience attractive yep uh and the other thing i think of i don't have to take care of you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah to all the all those out there (laughs) that's a red flag edward colon what the fuck are you doing attending high school for the hundredth year of your life also like fucking predator i know more ways than one in so many ways I just can't really imagine finding someone hot. Like, maybe that's, like, my own thing. Because, like, you know, people have, like, large age gaps generally. But for me, personally, I can't imagine a world it ain't it. where I am 300 years old. And I'm like, this 25-year-old has what I need. Yeah, no. I respect their opinions and thoughts. And hold them into equal esteem as I, I do. I think they have interesting things to say. Which 
frankly, throughout this book, I don't think they actually respect her opinions and thoughts. No, they don't. They really don't, do they? No. Oh, Mina. (sighs) Okay, let me find this this next situation. So, some plot happens. Malachi is trapped in this mansion by Mina's father, who cast a blood bond on the area, which has bound him to the area for something like 100 years. So he's just been starving alone in this mansion for 100 years. And he's been dependent on Mina's father to send sustenance to him. Oh, correct. Yeah, I think he's sent previous sacrificial lambs to him before. Between that lovely introduction that we had Mm -hmm. and the next one, Mina and Malachi kind of grow to like each other because he seems to be respecting her consent after that first scene. They um, have a sparring scene. They have a sparring scene. Which is just it's classic. Kind of, it's kind of enemies to lovers a little bit. Um, love that trope. It's a good one. And then Wolf shows up, who is this pop punk vampire. Um, he is love not him. bound by the blood bond, but he's also a friend and lover of Malachi. He's also interested in mina very interested in mina and they actually have some uh, spicy scenes where mina walks into like a scene where malachi and wolf are fucking each other and like, she watches a, that's fucking hot. <laughs> it was honestly fucking hot eventually there's a third guy that shows up rylan at some point in there i don't know the exact timeline i'm going off of my memory it is discovered for mina that malachi is trapped and that Mina is some other being. They don't 100% know what yet. Mm-hmm. And I have this highlighted. There's only one way to free Malachi without like sacrificing some rando human. As if he can hear my thoughts, Ryland shoots me a sharp look, but he keeps going. We do that. And by that, I mean release the blood ward magic. By boosting Mina's power with our blood and then making her come so hard, it overrides the blocks in her mind. (laughs) I love that the magic is based on just making her come so hard that it breaks the blood ward. To continue, Um, because this is excellent. There's also some talk before this of like, well if we're all gonna fuck because they're all kind of fucking before this, we should probably use condoms. And then once they get this incredible scheme they yeet those condoms out the window to just just like have an mmmf until the magical bound is broken uh they're just like no we what if the condoms interfere with the power we can't possibly yeah we can't possibly never fall for that line (laughs) and dude like if i had a dime for every time a man was like well, maybe we shouldn't use condoms because it'll interfere with. I was with like, the when magic. were you last tested? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Send me the receipt right now. Yeah, bro. Otherwise, uh, if that's not on your Google Drive off. right now, <laughs> if that's on your recents folder. <laughs> yeah. He said pain or pleasure could do the trick, but I didn't really think about what it would entail. Why do we need all three of you to make that happen? (laughs) That's an excellent question, honestly. But I wouldn't be questioning that in the moment. Three cocks are better than one, love. Trust us. You'll have a good time. That man would ruin my life. I know. It's rough. Even when I had sex with both Wolf and Malachi, it wasn't at the same time. Adding in Rylan, I shiver. That seems like it's going to be overwhelming. That's the idea. Rylan's cold gaze flicks over me. 
Malachi has that strange look on his face again, the one I'm not sure how to define. I can't tell if he's looking forward to this or dreading it or something infinitely more complicated. You'll enjoy yourself. Trust me. So I just want to discuss before the scene the dynamics at play this far. Mm -hmm. Malachi and Mina are probably the most like classically romantically interested in each other. They're kind of following the formula. Yeah. Throw Wolf into the mix as like a chaos agent. Mm -hmm. I would say incredibly attractive and like not necessarily Mina could be anybody I would say at this point Mm -hmm. and he's more interested in like fucking with malachi Mm -hmm. but also is like starting to understand that malachi has some sort of attachment to mina and that this person is important and is like coming around to probably catching feelings Mm -hmm. but isn't there yet i would say yeah rylan and malachi (laughs) have a history rylan is so butthurt yeah so they're basically exes like they haven't been together in a long time but they have a history and they're both very much yearning for each other they're yearning and by yearning i mean rylan is doing the lion's share of yearning yes and i think this maybe is addressed a little bit and i'm sorry if this is just wrong but i got the impression that rylan and malachi maybe used to be like exclusive I kind of got that impression. And, you know, there was also this blood ward and other stuff got in the way. I don't think I really understood why they were separated. It's not really gone into. um, And I was curious about this, too. And so I was trying to find some explanation about that. Apparently, there's an extra chapter that comes in some editions that discusses how Malachi and Rylan split. (gasps) I could not find it. I need that. I'm also very curious. So they're trying to break the blood ward so Malachi can leave. And the way they're going to do that is they're going to fuck this girl real hard. This is such a pea-brained <laughs> idea. And I fucking I'm here love for it. it. Any excuse. More problems should be solved this way. So this uh, ritual goes down in chapter 16. Through some unspoken decision, the men decide tonight is the best time to do this. I hesitate to call it a ritual, but I'm not sure what other word applies. I'm not sure how I end up back in Malachi's room. I had every intention of going back to mine, but it seems like I blink and the last few days start catching up with me. And then I'm on the bed, sandwiched between Wolf and Malachi, and my eyelids feel like someone's attached weights to them. I should rest. Malachi smooths my hair back from my temple. We have a few hours. His lips brush my forehead. We'll wake you when it's time. It feels like one moment I'm trying to form words to argue, and the next a hand on my shoulder is shaking me gently awake. I would have like those like pre-Christmas, like, I can't go to sleep. I can't go to sleep. I'm about to get railed. (laughs) Maybe not Christmas. Oh, goody, I can't wait to wake up in the morning and get railed. I open my eyes and squint at the darkness coating the room. It's almost time to begin. I sit up. Malachi is on the bed time next to me. Time to fuck. Oh, it's, it's time to bone now. Yep. The moon is in alignment. <laughs> I don't know what, like, like... Why were they waiting? I don't know what had to happen. Maybe yeah. she was just really tired and they were like... Oh, I guess they do They do set up a bunch of candles, I think. But does that really mood. take them hours? <laughs> Boys, what were you doing? They were making candles. <laughs> Oh, that's actually really cute. I know. A wholesome polycule activity. Malachi is on the bed next to me. Wolf and Rylan are talking softly on the other side of the room. 
It's happening. It's really happening. Something like panic flutters in my throat. This isn't going to work. They have no indication that it will work other than like, yeah, maybe we, we like should could try stuff all our holes or something. <laughs> like if we just <laughs> spit roast this bitch. I don't care how old Rylan is, how knowledgeable, how much the others seem to trust him. If I had some hidden power, I would have brought it forth before now out of sheer desperation. I wanted it so badly. Surely if it existed, it would have appeared before now. I stare down at my suitcase. Am I supposed to get dressed again? We're just going to end up naked, right? It seems weird to put on clothes, but it seems even weirder to just walk in there without anything on me at all. This is such a young person mindset. Very much so. Also, keep in mind, she like was a virgin until two days ago. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> she was... Important detail. Oh, yeah. There's like a virginal thing here. Yeah. I think Malachi takes her virginity. Mm-hmm. Wolf's there, too. Wolf is present for this. Yeah, he he's the one that instigated. I would say Wolf is the person that makes action happen when action needs to happen. I hate how much I love this little <laughs> gremlin man. <laughs> he's just such a little shit and I love it. I pull out a short, thin robe and shrug into it. It's as close to a reasonable compromise as I can come up with, but I still feel incredibly vulnerable as I pad back to Malachi's room. They've turned off the lights and added a scattering of candles around the perimeter of the room. They were making those candles fucking change my mind. There was a montage moment where they were just like pulling the wax. Oh my God. They were like laughing in the kitchen. Malachi's twirling his hair. Putting like little aprons on each other. I feel like Rylan's like really a stickler about like measurements. (laughs) (laughs) He's the Capricorn of the bunch. I don't know if it's meant to be romantic, but it feels like I'm about to play sacrifice in some kind of arcane ritual. All three of the men wear lounge pants. <laughs> I'm so grateful. Sorry, somehow my brain didn't pick up on how hilarious. Such a great. Detail. I imagine they're all in like color coordinated track like pants. <laughs> and nothing else. Apparently, they were as hesitant to start out naked as I was. Though there is that funny moment in like a, a threesome or a moresome situation where mm-hmm. it's like, we are gathered here today to all fuck each other. <laughs> I shall doff or don my pantaloons exactly. henceforth, <laughs> whatever the situation requires. I am painfully aware this trio are apex predators <laughs> after seeing their lounge pants. Yeah. And Nothing I am says apex predator like lounge pants. I might not survive the night. They're going to have to be very, very careful to ensure I do. So I guess there is like a risk of like Mm -hmm. frenzy. And also she could just, she's not sure that Wolf and Rylan don't want her dead also at this point. Yeah, and it's also, she's very fragile compared to them. Yeah, that's true. Malachi crosses to me, and I appreciate he's walking human slow instead of blurring. He takes my shoulders and smooths his thumbs over my collarbones. Rylan says condoms will affect things. (laughs) I blink. Yes, girl, you should be. Of all the things I expected, that wasn't on the list. Yeah, uh, condoms are going to get in the way of the magic. There's magic even in our semen. We weren't far off. Rylan says it can't hurt to add it in, along with the blood. Just fluids everywhere. 
I'm surprised there wasn't like a squirting scene involved. Considering how many fluids are involved in this entire book, that's a really good point. I feel like at some point your pelvic floor would just fail and you'd like pee. <laughs> I just have a thought. I'm just saying, if you're coming that many times, again, they're not human though. That answers. That is true. Their pelvic floor is the stuff of legends. <laughs> I blink again. That sounds like one hell of a line. And it does. It does. Good instinct. You're playing fast and loose, old friend. No, I'm not. Wolf laughs. Whatever you have to tell yourself. He turns to me. You ready, love? No, I'm not even close to ready. Malachi steps between me and the other vampires. How am I supposed to get to some point of magical orgasm to end all orgasms when I feel so skittish? I'm half a second from turning around and running out of this room like my hair is on fire. Bite me? So something interesting here is like one of the content warnings was dubious consent. Mm -hmm. And I want to discuss there's like this fine line between like creating safe space for somebody who's skittish and like coercing somebody mm-hmm. because like I think good partners or people who are in tune with people or who have high empathy mm-hmm. are able to sense and care about if someone is like nervous or skittish and like needs some help like creating a space that feels safe and like has reassurance and that that is not coercion yes which I think is very, it, it can sometimes feel like a black and white thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you have to offer anything and they're not just like, I'm a, like, they should be 100% down, but that doesn't mean you can't make it a better, more nice experience yeah, for make somebody. Yeah, comfortable. I mean, I know that my boundaries change based on how comfortable I am with the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, I mean, there is some, like, dubious consent generally throughout mm-hmm. this book. Yeah. But... You know, it's someone having like skittishness or nervousness does not necessarily equate to them not being down or not consenting. A hundred percent. Just as like a note. Mm-hmm. But like they should still be enthusiastically saying yes. Yes, absolutely. Obviously. His eyes widen just a fraction and it's as if my nerves trigger something in him. The strange expression he's been wearing since Ryland showed up disappears and he gives me a slow smile. Where's the fun in that, little dampier? I'm going to kiss you now. And then Wolf is going to touch you. And then Rylan. Okay? Consent, baby. And consent is informed consent, which means here's what's going to happen Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the order in which it's going to happen. Is he asking permission now? (laughs) I mean, fair. Okay, I say softly. If at any point you want to stop, we stop. Good. Good, good. I love that. Good. Behind him, Wolf laughs. She won't want to stop once we get going. Malachi ignores him. Do you understand? Does he understand? By constantly putting this in my hands, he's stripping me of the ability to fully let go. I can't pretend I'm just a butterfly being swept along before a gale force wind, praying that it doesn't rip me to pieces. It's so much easier when you don't have a choice, and Malachi insists on giving me one over and over again. There's some, like, victim stuff, some, like, trauma stuff Mm -hmm. here where it's, like, this is a person who's literally never had choices and has never felt comfortable then making choices Mm -hmm. and having responsibility and, like, owning their actions because of it. Um, One of the things with uh, people who've experienced that kind of, like, abuse and trauma that is not often discussed um, as someone who, you know, is has experienced immense trauma in my own life 
is that it becomes really hard to take responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. There is like a learning curve there and it's not instinctual. It's instinctual to like defer. And so like it's in yeah. this is like an interesting dynamic to totally, me. Totally, yeah. And I think that it's cool in this smut book that the author has folded this in. I know. How very aware. And you know, when I say smut book, it's also like I think it's one of the few genres where stuff like this is actually dissected and digested. Yes, definitely. I take a shaky breath. Yes, I understand. I'm so tense. A soft touch might make me shatter, but the third kiss comes with a hint of his teeth against my bottom lip. I jump, and the motion presses me to his chest. He wraps his arms around me, and I relax into what's becoming a familiar sensation of being held by Malachi. He's so fucking big. He's like eight foot eight. I don't know. <laughs> I thought... He's like six five. Is this about his physical size? I think both. about his dick? I mean, both physical sizes. He makes me feel weirdly fragile in a way that isn't entirely unpleasant. I just know I whimper against his mouth and slide my hands up his chest. That's when I feel Wolf behind me, lifting my hair off my neck. His lips are cool as he presses the newly exposed skin and I shiver when his fangs lightly scrape me. Malachi shifts his arms a little, and then Wolf's gripping my hips in the newly created space. Malachi tenses, and the scent of blood teases me. He breaks our kiss and leans his head to the side, baring his neck. I catch sight of a long cut and of Rylan behind him holding a knife. It's almost enough to jar me out of my pleasure-soaked state, but Wolf uses his body to press me closer to Malachi, uses his mouth on the back of my neck to guide me to the fresh cut. Vampire blood is tasty. Mm-hmm. And she's acquired that taste. Absolutely. I moan at the first taste. Ryland's blood might be more powerful, but I don't think I'll ever get tired of the way Malachi's zings through me. It feels like my nerve endings are sparking, and I lean up to try to catch Malachi's mouth. Is it like drugs? Yes. Okay, it's just drugs, yeah, right? it's drugs. Okay. <laughs> he turns me in his arms and then wolfs there. Malachi coasts his hands over my sides and around to my stomach. He cups my breasts through my robe, lightly pinching my nipple. The first time since Ryland put forth his plan, the nerves settle a little. It will be okay. As long as we keep touching, everything will be okay. Malachi traces the opening of my robe, tugging it until it falls open, as if they planned this. I, I do like the idea of them having like a little like coach session. Okay, so first you kiss it from the front and I'll come up behind her. There's like a chalkboard with like X's and O's and game plays. (laughs) This is how all uh, foursomes are negotiated. There is like a level of logistics. There, There definitely is. And I would like to get into that actually, especially in this scene, because I feel like there were certain moments where I was like doing like 3D rendering in my brain. Yeah, in time analysis. Yeah, exactly. I stare down at the sight of Wolf's mouth on me, of Malachi's hands on me at the same time. I never want it to stop. Movement behind Wolf draws my attention. Ryland sits on the bed, idly toying with the knife in his hand, his attention entirely on us his eyes fully silver. I tense, but Malachi uses his free hand to cup my jaw and urge me to bend backward so he can kiss me again. Wolf uses his mouth to keep parting my robe until he gets to the tie and yanks it open. 
The blood pounds through my body, but I don't think he's to blame. Oh, yeah. He can, like, move her blood around to make her feel good. And in my head, I'm like, what? You could just faint. (laughs) That was my thought. was like, you could just pass out on accident. As somebody who faints a lot, of course, that was your first thought. Yeah, I was like, this seems bad. My first thought was, wow, how much blood could fit in my clit at once? I know. Could you really just, like, maybe make it, like, erect? (laughs) Turgid. (laughs) More. Both men pause. Malachi lets out a slow breath. Wolf looks up at me and grins, flashing Fang. You heard the lady. Malachi moves first, pulling the robe off my shoulders and tossing it aside. He lifts me into his arms and starts for the bed. Wolf snorts. Things were just getting interesting. Mm. You can have your turn later. Malachi sets me on the bed on the opposite side of Rylan, and there's no way it's coincidence. Again, consulting the game plan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm still uneasy about Rylan and even more off-center because of my reaction to him. I don't like him, but I can't deny part of me is drawn to him. It's uncomfortable, and I don't like it, but ultimately he's right. This is just sex, and the purpose of it tonight is to somehow awaken my theoretical magic. <laughs> is it? The orgasms are just a convenient side effect. Are they? Better this than torture. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. Malachi nudges me onto my back and moves down my body to wedge himself between my legs. His broad shoulders force my thighs wide and the way he looks at me. I shiver and lick my lips. Please. Wolf drops down next to me, planting himself between us and the edge of the bed. She's on the bed. Mm -hmm. On the edge of it. Malachi's also on the edge. Mm -hmm. Wolf's on the ground between them at also the edge of the bed. Mm -hmm. Okay. He grins at Malachi. You stole my turn and now you're teasing. Rude. You can have a turn later. There it is again. That feeling of being a toy between them. Something to be passed around. I Uh, expect to hate it, but... (laughs) (laughs) I sense a kink here. The feeling never comes. How can it when they're being so careful with me? Not a toy after all. A treat. Malachi drags his tongue over my pussy and the fire behind him flares higher. Wolf tenses. Keep it locked down. (laughs) I like the actual safety concern. Like, buddy, you gotta, I know how horny you are, but control your fire magic. I know. Can we uh, just tamp it down a little like do they have i imagine that like off to the side there's like fire extinguishers (laughs) as in any good sex scene you need that fire extinguisher. if your orgy doesn't have a fire extinguisher Mm -hmm. especially if your polycule if your polycule spends like two hours making candles beforehand you know come on yeah safety safety first it feels so fucking good but the feeling he's savoring every little taste it only makes this hotter I try to roll my hips to guide him up to my clit, but he uses one arm to pin my lower half to the bed without missing a beat. Hot. Mm -hmm. I moan. I can't help it. Desire drugs my senses, and a hot, hard knot starts to pulse inside me. Close. I'm so close. This bitch comes at the drop of a hat. I wish. I know. I'm just like, sure. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. It's like... Yeah, it's like that for me, too. It's like, I, totally sure. Every, yeah, Fine. Everybody's like this. <laughs> Please. Wolf traces a lazy finger up my stomach and between my breasts. We're just getting started, love. Don't get impatient. 
His crimson eyes flicked to the other side of me. Now. I follow his gaze intense. I was so focused on Malachi, I hadn't realized Rylan now lay on the other side of me. He reaches over my chest and takes Wolf's wrist. The knife flashes and a wide cut opens on Wolf's forearm. Rylan holds my gaze as he guides Wolf's bleeding arm to my mouth. Drink deeply. Hmm. (laughs) The blood play stuff. It is both survival and just a lot. It's a a lot. I think, like, it's just not for me. It's not for me. And, you know, we here at Let's Go Bump in the Night, we're not here to kink shame. Yeah, there's, like, I want you to want to consume me because you want to eat me out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, like, I'm also just like a squeamish little baby. Yeah, there's lots of knives. I'm just like, I'm a baby. There's lots of blood and drinking it. And I just, you know. I obey without thinking. Wolf's blood is like drinking pure fire. Ow. Yeah. Or like spicy. The lightning from Malachi isn't completely gone and the fire dances with it, sending shivers through me. I gasp, belatedly realizing Wolf's wound has healed. I start to look at him, but he's already moved down to my breasts again. He pulls one nipple into his mouth, and Malachi shoves his tongue inside me. Oh, gods. I reach for Wolf, but Rylan catches my wrists and presses them back to the bed. Mm -hmm. It causes him to loom over me. And I might be out of my mind, but I swear his gaze drops to my mouth for a long moment before he drags it back to my eyes. I'm going to touch you now. There's something about, like, in group sex. Mm -hmm. Like... The role of the conductor. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, that is a hot dynamic. I feel like we're discovering over and over and over again on this podcast that consent can be really hot if you do it right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this like awkward negotiation thing. It can be... If you have enough swag to make it sexy, yeah, fuck. Make it, make it sexy. I mean, it gets sexy no matter what, but like, if you can like spin it this way. Like, yeah, exactly. Ooh. It takes two tries to form words. You're touching me right now. This little brat. (laughs) (laughs) You're touching me right now. Not like this. Malachi swirls his tongue around my clit, and I have to close my eyes for a long moment. When I finally drag them open again, Rylan is still bent over me, waiting for permission, I realize. I've already agreed to this, to all of it, but I nod slowly. Okay. But he surprises the hell out of me when he leans down and kisses me. Just like that, everything changes. Malachi keeps licking my pussy as if he'll never get enough. But every time I get close to the edge, he retreats. It's agonizing. It's glorious. Wolf lavishes my breasts with attention. But it's as if he and Malachi can communicate without words. And Rylan? Rylan kisses me like he never needs to breathe. The slow slide of his tongue against mine mimics Malachi's against my clit almost perfectly in sync. It's so good and nowhere near enough. They overwhelm me, moving with such synchronization. It's as if they've done this before. Maybe they have. Mm -hmm. And through it all, Malachi and Wolf's power thrums through me, making me feel weightless and yet all too present in my body. Malachi brings me to the edge again and lifts my head. I like that the sex magic is just like extreme edging. (laughs) I mean, if ever there was magic. We must build up the power, the power sources. Absolutely. Please. My voice is rough and I'm damn near sobbing. The vampires pause. Wolf drags his mouth along the underside of my breast. Dibs on her ass. (laughs) 
He's such a vibe. He's such a vibe. And he's also like throughout this book, the most vocally pro-anal. Yes. He's like, this is what I'm here for. This is what I love. Uh Uh-huh. What? But they aren't listening. Ryland shifts back, using his grip on my wrist to pull me up from the bed. Malachi rolls onto his back, taking me with him, and I end up perched above his face. Nice. With Ryland (laughs) kneeling in front of me. I blink at them. Um. (laughs) Trust me. Malachi gives my pussy one last thorough kiss and then retreats. The mattress dips as Wolf moves to my back and Ryland releases one hand to press it between my shoulder blades, easing me down until my face presses against the mattress. The new position leaves my ass in the air, leaves me completely vulnerable, but I can't bring myself to care. My body pulses in time with my heartbeat. Something cool and wet spreads down my ass. I love how vampires have lube, too. And I barely have a chance to understand what's happening when a hard cock presses to that tight entrance. Wait. I have some qualms. Yes. Finger her first. Do they not? I don't think they finger her, like, her ass first. Do they? I may have skipped it. Because I think the coolness is the lube. And it's, like, going to never being penetrated. You're you're right. To, like, full dick in. Especially dicks that are described as very sizable that's uh that's a lot all at once you gotta huh? prep yeah or it's like here's the thing you need to like it's not even just about getting someone ready it's getting someone like mentally ready yeah you know i mean but also physically ready I mean, like, also physically that, ready <laughs> there's that loop of muscles that needs to kind of be negotiated with it needs to be relaxed it needs to like want also, to let you in straight up like i think if you weren't ready it'd be really hard to enter somebody it feels really difficult no what the fuck are you doing wolf because it is wolf at my back hesitates relax love yeah not likely i start to lift my head but ryland shifts his hand to my hair i tense further expecting i'm not sure what i expect it's not for him to run his fingers through my hair It feels good, almost like comfort. He keeps doing it and gentles his grip on my wrist. Breathe, Mina. Relax. Let him in. Slowly, oh, so slowly, my muscles relax one by one. Wolf strokes my hips, my ass, the small of my back. He eases a little more into me. You could be taking more time with this, my dude. For immortal beings (laughs) who have all the time in the world. It has been described, though, in their, like, interpersonal dynamics, a level of, like, violence with fucking Mm -hmm. and, like, a level of, like, I don't know if it's they don't feel as much pain or they're so old, they're desensitized and they're like, I need to feel literally anything to get off anymore. I don't know. That's a good point. But, like, they are kind of, like, sadists. Yeah, and the fact that we're we're dealing with a, a rookie here, she was a virgin a week ago, and the fact that, like, most of her early sexual experiences now are going to be threesomes and foursomes and anal and stuff. With people like, who are incredibly experienced. Gotta say, that's some next-level shit, and she's doing great. You know, in my brain, that's, like, I don't want people to be performative during sex mm-hmm. and, like, be porny. One of the things about, like, age differences or power differences that is very much, like, an issue for me of, like, finding something sexy is, like, when you can tell or the the temptation is there to be performative to Mm -hmm. please as opposed to just, like, 
recognizing your own limitations, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, I'll do this anyway because you want it. And because I feel like I should do it. Sometimes you're just not ready and that's okay. And sometimes people don't finger you before they fuck your asshole. Yeah, dude. Maybe ask for that. You have nothing else to do here. There's so many fingers amongst the, the three of you. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if I expect pain, but it's more like a strange fullness. Nothing like when he and Malachi fucked my pussy. I take another breath and relax completely, giving myself over to this. Rylan keeps stroking my hair. Wolf keeps touching me, keeps murmuring meaningless words in a low voice as he works his cock farther and farther into my ass. And then his hips meet mine and he exhales harshly. Fuck, that feels good. Hold it together. (laughs) This from Malachi. We've got an agenda here. Because we're no holds barred on this podcast at this point already. If you've made it this far. (laughs) Then you're a pervert like us. You know. Uh, I do want to discuss like for people that don't have prostates Mm -hmm. like anal is a very different experience yes definitely there aren't a lot of nerve endings Mm -hmm. actually back there it's more of like the sensation of like fullness Fullness. yeah and then this like the hot almost like taboo-ness of it in some ways or just the idea of it that like Mm -hmm. gets you going yeah so i don't know i think it's always interesting when people describe anal i don't think they're doing it inaccurately here Mm -hmm. but like i don't know it's it's different if you don't have a prostate that's why i love it when people with prostates describe what it's like because i'm like that sounds magical sounds fucking great dude i know get railed (laughs) i turn my head to find him kneeling on the other side watching us with fire in his eyes Behind him, the flames remain safely in the fireplace, but they've flared so high, they fill the space completely. We're moving, love. Wolf bands an arm around my hips and rolls carefully onto his back, taking me with him. Because she was on, like, on all fours, head down, ass up, Wolf enters, grabs her around the waist, and they roll onto the back. They're like gymnasts. This is so impressive. Never breaking contact incredible does it hurt no malachi moves to kneel between my thighs his cock looks even bigger than it did this morning (laughs) how is that possible (laughs) and i lick my lips as i stare at it it couldn't be clearer what their plans are and i'm not sure i'm going to survive it i'm not sure i care i glance at rylan and frown what not yet it's like what is he gonna do then (laughs) it's like i understand you two but what about this fucker over Uh here Malachi braces one hand beside me and Wolf, he drags his blunt head through my folds and up to circle my clit. He notches himself at my entrance and then he's pressing in, in, in. I can't breathe. It's too much. I'm too full. They're too big. I open my mouth to tell them that, to beg them to, I don't even know, hurry up, stop, something. Rylan kisses me before I can give the words voice. He devours my whimpers and pleas as Malachi works his thick cock into me in short, steady strokes. I think I'm sobbing. (laughs) I'm crying. I'm sobbing. I'm peeing. I'm barfing. I'm I'm queefing. Like all of it at once. Malachi's muscles flex as he works himself into me until he's fully sheathed. Only then does Rylan... The fucking princess that he is. Sorry. (laughs) Lift his head. 
He moves back enough to grab the knife and use it to slice a deep cut into his forearm, deeper than he cut Wolf or Malachi. He looks at Malachi as he presses his forearm to my mouth. Now. Referring to the game plan. <laughs> they really do have a... They, I think they had, they had a choreography. I imagine there was like a dress rehearsal between... I just picture them all in a huddle, like, okay, and then you will cut your forearm. Suddenly there's a locker room. And then we'll fill all of her holes. And then we'll go to state. (laughs) And then we'll go to state. Malachi moves the moment Rylan's blood hits my tongue. He begins to fuck me in slow, deep thrusts, never quite pulling out all the way before he drives into me again. And the power of Ryland's blood surges through me until it feels like my hair is floating around me. Except my hair is floating. <laughs> fuck and magic, fuck magic. So is Malachi. Yes, bitch. I can't see Wolf, and Ryland's hair is too short to tell. I think my brain just blocked out that he had short hair. I don't know why, but it did. This is magic. <laughs> I can feel it thrumming inside me in time with Malachi's thrusts. I've had sexual experiences like Sex this before. magic. <laughs> and you're also, you're high as fuck because you're yeah. on drugs. Yes, dude. So close to the surface, but not there yet. I'm holding it back. I need more. His brows draw together as he looks down at me, and then he glances at Rylan. I follow his gaze. Desperation claws its way through me, and I find myself reaching out to Rylan. It's not enough. I need more. I can't let go. Ryland hesitates. If fuck my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she knows what she wants. I nod to myself. Yes, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. Now, he curses, but then he's shoving out of his pants. This motherfucker is still wearing pants. But he's shirtless. He's just in lounge pants, <laughs> remember? <laughs> and moving to kneel over us. It's a little awkward, but I don't care. You know, multiple sex partners. It it does get awkward. And you There's have to, like, maneuvering that needs to be done. Yeah, and that's okay. I wrap my fist around Ryland's cock and reach for Malachi with my other hand. Don't stop. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I arch up and tug on Ryland's cock at the same time, guiding him into my mouth. He's not quite as long as Malachi and Wolf, but he's thicker, thick enough. I have to work to suck him down. He touches my jaw. Relax. Let me do the work. She's like, I can't. I need to be just a... Fully fucked. Yeah, I need no agency here. (laughs) I made a sound of assent and give myself over to all of them. Malachi smooths his hands up my thighs, pressing them up and out, splaying me open her clit, Wolf. They're like, whoa. What are you doing? Like Three uh, men forgot about the clit? As Wolf snakes his hand around my hip to stroke my clit, Malachi picks up his pace until he's pounding into me. I have to become a receptacle for their bodies, for my pleasure. All three of us are cascading towards one inevitable ending. The feeling inside me rushes higher, pressing against something invisible, holding it in place. Something tears deep in my soul as it ascends. <laughs> it feels like someone shoved their hand into my chest and wrapped it around my bloody heart, squeezing, squeezing, squeezing until it bursts from my chest in a rush that has me crying out around Ryland's cock. Glass shatters. <laughs> in the distance, I think I hear screaming. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, lady. Okay, okay. So to summarize, Wolf. Mm. 
is on his back on the bed. Mm -hmm. Mina is on top of him, getting fucked in the ass by him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Malachi is fucking her on top of her and then kneeling. So yeah, she's uh, laying on top of Wolf. Again, we are just like fully rendering objects in 3D in our minds right now. And then Rylan curses and he's coming down my throat. I drink him down without thought sucking on his cock even as he begins to ease away. Malachi shudders between my thighs, and then he fills me in great spurts that have me moaning. Holy shit, what is happening? He barely moves out of the way before Wolf flips us, pinning me to the bed as he drives into me. I'm too loose to do anything but take it, and I have the distant thought that even this feels amazing. He pulls out a bare second before he comes across my back, and then he slumps down beside me. Then Malachi gives a choked laugh. It worked. It fucking worked. You did it, Mina. Yay! <laughs> you did the fuck magic. She came so hard. Uh, yeah, I think something that is hard to juggle with this many characters in mm-hmm. a scene is that, like, I'm reaching for their inner thoughts or the intimacy or, like, yeah. there's a level of, like, because there's so many moving parts Uh like you can't get i don't know it's like somehow harder to get as into it for me i wish that there was more time spent developing their relationships between all of them this whole book is in mina's point of view and for the sexiness quotient it's like i just need a a little something more i don't know like or i'm craving that so that's like 29% of the way through the book. <laughs> I want you to know, like, there are like 30 lines that Eva has put into our shared doc of different sex scenes. And she is a broken woman. I have to catalog every single one because we need to pick which ones we're going to talk about, right? And it took me hours and hours and hours to write them all out and do a summary of each one of them. The level of smut in this book is unparalleled it's sorry it like bled together a little bit for me me too yeah like there was like L- bled oh, together fuck Katie. me <laughs> just like fucking kill me i guess i don't know i'm so tired and even with all this stuff happening it didn't bridge like a kinkiness level for me let's talk about that there are a few kinks that were touched upon in this that weren't explored a lot other than blood play, which was explored a lot. a lot. There was a little bit of, like, dubious consent. There was some primal prey stuff that happens with Rylan at some point when he, like, shifts and loses control in a mm-hmm. solo scene between him and Mina. There's quite a bit of breeding kink. Because yeah, pregnancy stuff. Part of their whole situation after this scene is that the plan is if they get Mina pregnant, then she can challenge her father's title i guess like she can become his heir yeah claim her place as his heir or something i don't know vampire politics so there's a lot of like we're all gonna get you pregnant kind of thing which is pretty hot there's a little bit of like cuckolding that happens Mm -hmm. did you notice this too yes i did notice this especially with rylan yeah so at one point malachi and mina are having just a scene to themselves and malachi is like yeah, did you like that? Did you like fucking Rylan? Was he big and stuff? And she's also like, the yeah. number of times Wolf is like, does that threaten you that they're intimate with each other? <laughs> and he's just like, like fucking with her. Maybe fucking with her, but maybe like 
kind of checking in too. Yeah, in his own way. Yeah, in his own kind of like fuckboy way. That's because I think he knows that it doesn't bother her. Mm -hmm. My read of it was that Wolf was saying it aloud for the others with hangups, aka Ryland, to hear her response Mm. because she's a poly baby. Mm -hmm. She's ready for this. This is what she's made for. One of Ryland's biggest hangups is. He's old enough to remember when Seraphims, which is what Mina is, were like controlling, domineering entities that mm-hmm. like enslaved vampires and killed them for their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. So he's working with that prejudice yeah. with this new young girl. And understandably, he's very hesitant about it. But Yeah, also already... he loves Malachi yeah. and it's confusing to be like, I love this person and... I hate that I'm attracted to this person that I feel like I should hate. Yes. I really liked the dick sucking scene with Wolf. One of the only scenes we've read where they talk about like relishing a blowjob. Yeah. That I think was just kind of nice. Uh, So this is kind of like after they've solved most of their problems. I think the book ends with them like killing her dad and like all this shit. Before it cuts to a beautiful future where... They have, uh, like, twins and shit. They're, like, living in a happy polycule, and they have, like, one No one toddler knows whose baby is whose baby. And two twins, and they've taken over her father's throne and whatever. But before that, we've got some um, wolf dick sucking. Of the three men, I love sucking wolf's cock the most. As someone who really likes sucking cock, like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, it's like... There's sometimes there's a cock that's just, like, suckable. Yeah, know? I have a thought, though. Yeah. Where I think people who eat pussy are really good at sucking cock. Because I think you go about it a little bit differently. There's something about being someone who eats pussy. I think it colors your technique in a way that I've been told is very nice. That's so interesting. (laughs) And again, it doesn't mean one is better or worse. But for me, it's just like it has changed the way that I approach a penis. Yeah, absolutely. I also just feel like if in general you are used to encountering different types of anatomy as maybe like a bi or pan person or yeah, you know, whatever, then like, yeah. I don't know, you can kind of roll the punches and I I don't know, I think we do it better. I mean, yeah, I think we're just more comfortable. <laughs> you just are more comfortable. He's the only one who is more than happy to finish in my mouth if I'm so inclined. Both Ryland and Malachi were always so focused on not missing an opportunity to impregnate me. (laughs) Yikes. Sorry. (laughs) I might start like this with their hard length pressing against my tongue, but it never lasted long before they'd lose patience and haul me up their bodies to fuck me. Wolf alone let me take my time. I suck him down, keeping my gaze on his face. He watches me closely, gaze almost predatory. The power balance here is a knife's edge between him and me. I hold his pleasure and pain between my lips. I suck hard and am instantly rewarded when he hisses out a breath and lets his head fall back to rest against the couch. It's not submission, not truly, but he's letting me hold the reins for now. He wants to be topped. He is such a bratty bottom. That's not what I want right now, though. I want to make him forget all his worries, to release the stress tightening his shoulders, to get him to focus only on me, licking down his length to play my tongue along his balls. 
Wolf's thighs go tight on either side of me. Fuck. He <laughs> breathes. <laughs> that moment of just like, uh, yes. I love it. I started this process for him, but I can't deny my pure joy at my slow exploration. It's not the first time I've done it, but it's the first time he's given me this much control. His legs are shaking, and he's dug his fists so hard into the couch. He's punctured the cushions, but still, he doesn't try to rush me. Finally, when time ceases to have meaning and we're both shaking with need, I move back the smallest bit. I flick my tongue against the underside of the head of his cock. How do you want to finish? His mouth works for several moments before words emerge. <laughs> He's just, this boy be gaping. <laughs> Come up here, love. I want to be in that sweet pussy when I come. Right? Yeah, good choice. No notes. Excellent choice, King. <laughs> you can do no wrong. I think I picked this scene also because I like him the best. <laughs> I like him the best, too. I gave him one last long suck, taking his entire length in, and then release him and climb up to straddle his hips. This isn't about me. Not this time. It's about him and what he needs. And then, like, Rylan and Malachi are, like, you know, at the edges of the stage. I think another reason, besides just everything about him that I liked Wolf so much, was that there's this thing with characters where they're, like, the most loud or bombastic and also, like, the hardest to crack. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, you're the most heard amongst everybody here. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, I see that. And I know it. It's so intriguing. Well, it's because they're still, like, choosing to be confident. Mm -hmm. Okay. What are your overall thoughts, Katie? I'm about to verbally vomit. Do it. Everywhere. Do it. Projectile vomit. Okay. My thoughts are there was a lot of hot stuff. I was never transported by the sexiness. I wanted to be more invested in it. And I think that might just be a symptom of, like, how many characters are on the page or, like, mm-hmm. the dynamics and, like, the plot. And, like, these were, like, a collection of short stories originally, like, in the yeah. format. And it never felt, like, all-consuming or all-encompassing for me where I was, like, oh, I get it. It felt more like watching porn. Yeah, As absolutely. opposed to, like, it being – one of the things I love about, like, romance novels and, like, erotica is mm-hmm. that – you're you're almost like a participant yeah, in some ways or it's more this relationship yeah it's like it it diddles like your brain clit or whatever <laughs> in a different way but besides that like i found a lot of hot stuff here and like i liked the characters mm-hmm. and i don't know there was something keeping me from being like fully invested it could just be, you know, outside factors. I didn't give myself enough time or whatever. Mm. But I think also just vampires don't do it for me <laughs> at the end of you the know, day. vampires aren't really my thing either. Uh, we touched on this Too earlier. normal. <laughs> yeah. Shit. That is kind of the case. Like, we, we sometimes talk about how there are lots of this type of book that is just like a man with an accessory. Yeah. And vampires are they're kind of that in like the most pure form i know we're not here for the plot and we're not here for the plot we're really not and it, it's like it is a good book like i enjoyed I reading enjoyed it, it. Too. 
But, like, there's something about, like, the sheer amount of the sex scenes. And, like, they all seem to be, like, the same level of intensity, maybe. Yeah. That, like, there I... There was no climactic climax. It was just always, like, to the 10th degree yeah, always. absolutely. Eva. Mm-hmm. Of our characters. Yes. Would you... Smash or pass! Uh, Mina. We're starting big. <clears throat> She's a tough one for me. I think maybe a soft pass. I would probably smash Mina after the epilogue. Mm, okay, so hot vampire milf. Oh, sorry. Hot uh, seraphim milf. Well, yeah, I think she'd just be more comfortable with sexuality generally. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And she is like in power and literally the vampire queen by the end. So, yeah, no, I agree. In the beginning, pass. At the end, maybe. smash. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe smash. Uh, how about Malachi? I would smash Malachi. Smash, I'd yeah, hundred percent. My sensitive candle making king. We love a, a Ren Fair boy <laughs> who is both soft and hard. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, we both know Wolf. We Wolf. Uh, like a hard sm- smash in every w- way. Love a sassy bratty bottom. I would say he's like a great glue character. You yeah. know, he kind of whatever the need is or whatever like ramps up the experience. Yeah. He's like, I'm there. I'm ready. Absolutely. Let's go. And he's almost mildly comic relief. And I'm attracted to comic relief characters in real life. Yeah. Okay. Rylan? (laughs) Maybe pass? I think I would smash in a setting of like an orgy or something. Yeah. That's a different type of. I think a one-on-one, I'd be like, I'm good. (laughs) Be like, you're a goatee. Mm." (laughs) Yeah, I'd have to be, like, transported already. Yeah, he's just not really my type, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued by his shape-shifting abilities, though. Ooh, that is the one thing that we didn't get into too deeply that I would be very interested in. That, like, he does the whole, like, I'm, like, losing control. I'm half-shifting. I'm going to, like, almost kill you with how much I'm fucking you. But then his cock just gets bigger inside of you. Yeah, and I'd be like, yes, okay, no, I'm suddenly into this experience. Oh, I mean, oh, no. Uh Oh, no. Please don't lose control. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's, like, the whole fucking book. God damn it. Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm afraid that... What if we're just desensitized at this point? And I'm like, I need absolutely heinous filth for me to feel anything. Oh, man. Um, we might be doing that by recording this podcast. But, Katie, it's, all, it's a journey that we're on together. Thank God. I'm not alone. You're not alone. So what are we uh, reading next week? Ooh, next week. We are reading. I'm actually very excited. This is like a slice of life monster fucker book, which is very sweet. I've heard Uh, it's called Muscles and Monsters Leviathan Fitness Book One. (laughs) We hope you guys are liking this podcast. Yeah. You know, if you are um, and maybe even if you aren't, the, the number one thing you can do to help us out is to go to the app store and leave a five star review. Or go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Wherever you review, review Wherever it. Wherever you review. I mean, like, like it. Just give us a little hand. It's the number one way we can, like, help get more engagement. And, yeah, we just really appreciate it. Yeah. And also, you can find us on social media at Let's Go Bump in the Night. Mm-hmm. Or you can email us at Let's Go Bump the Night at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any recs or things you're like, 
you guys got to read this or the next thing you read, uh, this scene in that book was amazing. Mm-hmm. Just give us your thoughts. Yeah, uh, we'd love we're to hear. We're a supportive monster fucker community. Absolutely. Uh, and we would love to hear from you. So we literally have no idea if there's any interest. Maybe show some and we'll feel loved. Yeah, we're filling a hole. <laughs> we are literally filling oh. a hole. A hole. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Perfect. Don't do anything. What a sign off. Don't do anything. <laughs>